This is the Taylor Collective with Zach and Erica. Hey guys, so we are back with our favorite podcast guest, Nicole. (laughs) Hey girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so excited to be back on the pod. Um, I loved being a part of it. I think it was in January 2020, I think. And I'm just really excited to be back and just be able to talk to you. Yes. So we wanted to have you back on because you were with us in January of 2020 before 2020 happened and the world shut down. And and what has happened in the last year for you? So first off, I want to start by telling everybody, if you want to go back and listen to our first talk with Nicole, um, that is in one of the previous episodes, not too far back because we kind of stopped recording in 2020. So just hop on back and look at, um, I believe it was titled like Living Overseas or something like that. Go through and listen to um, that chat and then it'll set you up perfectly for where we are (laughs) today with this chat. And so Nicole, tell us a little bit about um, just what this last year has taught you, um, what you've experienced. Just for context, she's still living overseas. She did not come home when the world shut down. Um, She just shut down with the world in Portugal. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, it has been definitely a roller coaster. I think that's something that everyone can relate to, not only as someone living overseas, but just the world in general. And as you said, with the other podcast um, that I did with you guys, that was actually three months into um, living in Portugal. And now I only have three months remaining in my (laughs) term here in Portugal. And so it's really, really cool. And we were talking about how it's just so unique to be able to see what something looked like at the beginning. And then now it's kind of the end and more reflection. Last time I feel like it was a lot about my hopes for my time. And now it's kind of the reflection part and the, the learn what I've learned part. And so that's really cool. And I'm excited to share this with you guys. Um, so Nicole tell us a little bit about like when you went over there what your like assignment or like ministry job looked like going in so like what were you doing why did you go to Portugal so I came to Portugal and my I guess you could say job description was to help with a new church plant in the way of creating a college ministry. And part of that would be visiting college campuses several times a week, meeting students, having get togethers a couple times a month and just really um, sharing the gospel to these university students. And for the first three months, we did the best we could with that. (laughs) But now my job description is, I mean, that was always my job description, but <laughs> due to the pandemic, we had to change that because college campuses were closed and we weren't allowed to have groups over four people. And we realized very quickly into the shutdown that everything we thought our ministry would look like um, changed. Yeah. Um, so with that, I guess right now, what, what we figured out was, um, I'm just so thankful. It's really funny how God works and 
he gives us gifts that we never even knew that we would use. Yeah. <laughs> and that has definitely been true for this term. Um, me and my coworker, um, we moved here together and we're roommates. We both have a background in, well, she has a background in marketing. I have one in English and we both are very familiar with social media. I've made websites and videos in my university degree. And we found out that during the pandemic, instead of, you know, just sitting at home, we were able to kind of switch gears and use those methods in order to continue sharing the gospel through our church plant social media sites. So um, that was really cool to be able to, and that honestly switched within a week. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Like all of that was okay. Because the question was, okay, we can't do anything in person. So we had to rethink our entire ministry and say, okay, what can we do? And that came through the outlet of um, social media, through Facebook and YouTube and um, all all of that. And so that kind of was where we shifted to at that point. I love that. What did that decision making look like when the world like shut down and all of a sudden you were like, um, wait, I can't do what my job description is. <laughs> well, honestly, at first we were all just kind of, I hate to say sitting ducks, but we were because yeah. nothing like this has ever happened in the history of the company I work with. And so we just thought that, okay, well, this is just going to be for two weeks, right? right? I think the entire world thought, okay, we shut down for two weeks and then we'll con- we'll just continue. <laughs> so for us, we kind of was just, okay, we're going to sit and we're just going to wait it out a little bit. Well, once, you know, two weeks and three weeks came by, we realized, okay, this is not going to be very quick. Right. So we ended up having a team meeting where we just prayed and we felt the Lord um, telling us that we needed to start doing our church plant services completely online through Facebook. Wow. So we just had a big meeting. We said, okay, well, we're just going to do this and we're going to learn and see what works best because we can't go physically to the people to share the gospel, but what a great resource to continue sharing the gospel with because everyone was at home on their phones and on Facebook. So right. that's where the people were and that's where we needed to go. I love that. I also love that you guys had like skills prior to coming that you had no idea you would even be able to use. And I feel like in general, our generation knows how to use like social media and technology really well. But for you guys to already have had some previous experience with that, it's just so cool that the Lord orchestrated that. And you guys didn't even know you were going to be doing that. Exactly. And so it was really unique to just be able to have that meeting and talk about that. And me and my um, partner uh, were like, well, we can do that. We've, we've both have experience through that. And just really seeing how the Lord never wastes anything. Any of our time, any of our past, when we go through things, it's for a purpose. Even if it's something as mundane as social media or (laughs) knowing how to put together a website or knowing how to make a a simple video. Um, So that was really cool just to be, to have everything switch, but the Lord still be able to use our gifts in the way that he planned, 
you know, this wasn't our plan, but we, right. you know, we just praise him because this was always his plan. Yeah. Um, it didn't surprise just, him. <laughs> no, it didn't surprise him at all. We were surprised, but he wasn't. <laughs> exactly. So what did your ministry look like? Talk us through like, like you woke up on a Monday, we're in middle pandemic, everything is still shut down. You're not meeting with college students anymore, but you kind of have a plan of action. Like, what did it look like waking up on a Monday morning to do ministry overseas where the language is still different? Yeah, so honestly, it took a lot of, I mean, honestly, self-control and discipline because it would have been so easy just to say, well, I'm stuck indoors. I'm going to watch Netflix yeah. and chill, which <laughs> sometimes I, I did watch Netflix or I yeah, did read of course, a book we all or did. something. <laughs> yes. We all watched a whole lot more TV than we had in the previous years. <laughs> yes. And so when this happened, it was right at the end of language school and and it was very difficult because we didn't have a, a way to practice our Portuguese. And so for us, we knew that even within this shutdown and although we weren't going to be around a lot of people, it was still really important for us to continue learning Portuguese. Um, so we would watch children's shows in Portuguese. We would continue <laughs> learning. We would FaceTime friends and practice speaking Portuguese. And um, it was really cool because we decided from the beginning that God didn't give us this time to waste it. And right. we weren't going to ourselves waste the time he's given us. So with that, we invested in church leadership more than I honestly, more than I think we could ever if we were in normal time. So we were able to disciple people and be able to use Facebook ads to get the gospel out there and be able to use video to have praise and worship and a message mm. out there every Sunday. And actually there was someone in our um, apartment community who came to know Christ through one of those videos. And that oh. just shows that, you know, what would have happened if we didn't have those videos online. And um, so, you know, when you woke up on a Monday, it was just, you know, I'm going to do what I can and what I can't, I'm going to give that to God. <laughs> so it, it was definitely a lot of trust and moving over here, you had to have a lot of dependence on God. But I think through the pandemic and through just all of this, we just had to say, have even more trust and dependence on him because literally nothing was within our control because of the regulations here. True. Now, what were some of the regulations there that were a little bit, you've stayed a little bit connected with the U.S. Well, a lot of it because your family's here, your friends are here, all that mm -hmm. stuff. So can you just like a few high points of like what the questions were for you being over there than over here? Um, I would say a lot of it was we, we could not leave the house except for um, we could go to exercise if we wanted to run mm -hmm. um, to go to the grocery store or to go to the pharmacy. Um, everything was closed. We couldn't leave to do anything else. And that was for a period of about three months. Okay. Yeah. Mask were re um, required outside as well as inside. And then um, we had a little bit. So that happened in March, around March. We had three months of very strict lockdown. And I would say from June until October, 
it was, you know, cafes were open, but we were still required to wear masks inside and outside. Um, and then when November came, October, November, we went into, I call it lockdown 2.0. Yeah. So we had another three and a half months of severe lockdown, um, no leaving except for those three things. And um, we just came out of that as of this week. Wow. Um, so yeah, as, there's still restrictions. For instance, I can only sit at a table of four people. I have to wear, still have to wear a mask inside and outside. Um, you know, there are a little bit of travel restrictions. So it, I think it was a lot more severe and a little bit longer than the States. Um, but I would definitely say the mask wearing was required. Whereas I think in some areas of the States, it depends on where you are. depends on the regulations. Yeah. And here it was, everything was shut down everyone follows these regulations. How did you um, cope with kind of the isolation that with our, or was there any like loneliness or isolation feeling? Yeah, no, there definitely was a lot of isolation. And I think I was so thankful that I had FaceTime and WhatsApp and I was able to talk to my friends and my family, but I was still stuck within four walls. And even though you're talking to someone on the phone, it's still very isolating, isolating and very lonely. Um, so really for me, I had days where it was very, very difficult and, you know, it kind of felt at some points, especially when you got into the second month of the severe restrictions, sometimes it just felt like you couldn't breathe because you were breathing recycled air and kind of felt like I was, you know, I wasn't drowning, but the water was right there on my neck. And you just felt the heaviness of the mental and spiritual kind of warfare happening. Um, Plus physical, because, you know, when you're not super active, it's so strange, like being in bed made me tired or being on the couch in my house made me tired. And so for me, I made sure that I got some form of exercise every day, whether that was um, doing yoga or going on a run and just making sure I was getting active. I, (laughs) I know this sounds crazy, but I made a list of what I would eat each day to make sure I was eating healthy and not overeating. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And one of the number one things was I had to make sure that I was spending that time with the Lord. I think it's easy to be in that situation and think I'm not doing anything. So why do I need to, you know, be prepared for something? And honestly, that was just a sweet moment between, you know, God and I to be able to have that silence and solitude and have extra time to spend with him Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have initially. And I think that's because he wanted to pour into us and he wanted to teach us and show us things through his word. And, um, so yeah, definitely those things, um, for sure helped with coping with some of the loneliness and the isolation and the frustration and (laughs) all of those things. All of those emotions that you feel. I was talking oh, yeah. one the other day actually about that exact um, feeling of isolation and kind of the visual you described of like 
the water rising and it being heavy and kind of hard to breathe. She was talking about this in a different stance of like, this is how she felt walking through um, this struggle she was walking through. So Mm -hmm. for instance, um, like I remember feeling that way when walking through carriages feeling like there's this heaviness there's this isolation like I can be around people or talk to people but no one is in this space with me feeling this exact Mm -hmm. thing that I'm feeling even like Mm -hmm. my husband was in that exact same moment with me experiencing the exact same thing but we both Mm -hmm. had different um, experiences of it Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I can relate to that because I have a roommate who has the same job as me and we both handled it differently and we both needed different things. And, um, for instance, you know, me and her are are not married, but the other people on our team are. Mm -hmm. And so, although I have a roommate, I don't have a partner like having a husband or I didn't have any kids living with me. So, Whereas some, you know, some people where that could be a stressor to have a husband at that time or kid, <laughs> sure. you know, also it was a stressor not to have that and not to have somebody who I could just, you know, sit with. Um, and that's where I had to give that to the Lord. And, you know, I, I handled my stress differently than my roommate did. Right. And that's okay because we walk through things differently and just because they're different, it doesn't mean it's any more or less hard on somebody. And although somebody somewhere might have it worse, that doesn't, I guess, nullify that we are also walking through something hard. And yeah. You know, we all have different experiences and we handle it different ways. And so I can definitely relate to that feeling of, oh gosh, no one really, really understands, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think maybe 2020, maybe more empathy for others than maybe Mm -hmm. we would have had before. Oh, yeah. Oh, I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's really cool what you said that like some practical things that you literally did was make a list of what you ate. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I got my calendar out and I said, okay, this day I'm going to do this. This day I'm going to do this. I didn't. Some days I did sleep in, but other days I got up, I got dressed. I, you know, I acted like it was a normal day. Um, and by get dressed, I don't mean like I put jeans on or a dress. I just changed my leggings. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's still getting Um, dressed. (laughs) Yeah. It's still getting dressed. And so, um, that was something that mentally told me that, and it helps me keep track that way. It wasn't all together. And even if the thing on my list was today, I'm going to make, um, cookies and take them to my neighbors. So one thing we did was we would make a basket of cookies and place it downstairs in the general area of our apartment with an encouraging note or scripture written on each package. That way we were still sharing with our neighbors and they were getting encouragement through this as well. And it was also great just to be able to know that we were still getting the gospel out. Absolutely. So kind of switching gears a little bit, um, what Mm -hmm. is something that you feel like you really learned um, during the lockdown or something that like is really going to be a takeaway for you when you come back to the States that you don't think Mm -hmm. that you would have learned 
being here in the States, not being on mission, not having the job that you had during the year of 2020, or even having that job doing those things, but in a pre-pandemic world or like two years down the road when things are back to what we call quote unquote normal or like the year of 2019. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, there's so many things through this, you know, experience that I could take away, but I would say that, you know, we, and I think I, I said this several times, but it's just the thing that keeps coming to my mind. And it's that anything that the Lord gives us, we can't waste. And so mm-hmm. we can't just sit down and expect things to happen on their own or for God just to do something. It, it kind of reminds me of that verse that says, ask and you'll, you will receive and knock and the door will be answered. And if you notice, like all of those are action verbs. And so Mm. we're called to follow the Lord and to seek him and to ask him and to knock, you know, and things aren't just going to happen if we sit down and, you know, that can happen whenever it's in normal times or when literally there's nothing happening because you're in lockdown. And so it really showed me that, in order to do the Lord's will, I have to get off my butt and do something (laughs) about it. And I just can't sit around and pretend that it's just going to happen on its own because the Lord calls us to move. I mean, even in the great commission, he doesn't say sit and wait for someone to come to you to, to share the gospel (laughs) with. Absolutely. He says, go. I mean, that's the the thing you have to go. You have to be active. You can't just wait around for something. Now I'm not saying that there's not times when the Lord calls us to be patient, but we can still have action through praying and through seeking counsel and through seeking him. That's not just sitting and doing nothing. And so when we were in a moment when we were, I guess, expected to do nothing, we said, no, God, we know that there's something else we can do. And we did everything through social media. Um, I've been able to do an English conversation workshop to meet new people. And we just had to change our thinking from this is the way things have always been. So we always need to do it this way. And I think that's also such a great thing that came out of this is we all thought, oh, wow, there's so many unique ways that we can do ministry Mm -hmm. that without this pandemic, we never would have thought about. So even seeing other people within my company being able to do things that they said, you know, we've always done this, but now that we had time to stop, we realized, oh, maybe there's a different way that's a little (laughs) bit better. Um, and so it just kind of makes you reevaluate not only yourself, but what you're doing. And, um, that's something I really think I'm going to bring back. It's that, you know, God, am I being, God, there's a word, I think, I guess slothful or am I being lazy? I don't even know if slothful is a word. I just kind of, slothful is totally a word. It connects beautifully (laughs) with the Enneagram. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so right. Um, you know, and think it's just going to make me continually just, you know, when I come back to the States, continually just seeking for ways that I can be obedient in, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of getting out of my head and out of my box and saying, you know, what's the need in the community and how can I reach the community in a way that, you know, maybe someone isn't right now, or how can I help someone do it better? So I think it's really going to help me reevaluate just ministry in general and how, to 
be obedient and not, you know, sit on my butt being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love everything you just talked about with turning everything into an action. Even the Mm -hmm. um, silence and solitude that you talked about is still like being put into an action. It's not just sitting and doing nothing, but it's like actively sitting, actively waiting for the Lord, like through prayer and things like that. I think sometimes in just my mind, when I think of like silent solitude or like an awaiting period, that means like mm-hmm. I sit and do nothing and wait for the Lord to plop something yeah. down in my lap, which I'm not saying he can't do that. But I also oh, think yeah. that we have to be actively participating in those moments, like praying and seeking scripture and wise counsel. Exactly what you said. I think that's huge. Yeah. And I just finished a really good book um, called The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life by Donald S. Whitney or Whitey or something like that. Yeah. And the very first sentence says, discipline without direction is drudgery. So like, and so when I think of drudgery, I think of like walking through mud or, you know, like doing something you don't want, like, like, oh, drudge. Oh, like no one wants to do that. And so, you know, in this, you know, the discipline of silence and solitude is the direction of having godliness, you know, and becoming more like Christ. And so we have to have a direction for everything we're doing or else it is drudgery. It is, I hate to say, I really hate to say the word pointless, but that's the word that's coming to my mind. You know, I I don't think there's a lot I don't, you know, but I know it's a very harsh word, but you know, having that direction and having that purpose. And just like you said, um, with that silence and solitude, Um, it has a purpose. It's not just sitting. It's, there's a direction with it. Absolutely. Well, I think we were made for, we were made on purpose for a purpose. And so I think when we sit and do nothing, I think you're right. It is pointless because we were never created or meant to be doing nothing. (laughs) Yes. So, okay, switching gears just a hair, because I know you mentioned that you just read a book, and that made me think about your blog post that you just (laughs) posted. So talk to us a little bit about the fun things that you got to do and experience while you were over there. Um, Not just the, like, we were in lockdown, but you guys got to do some really cool things, and you yourself have been able to have time to kind of tap into your creative side. And so talk to us a little bit about those things. Yes. Um, so I've always loved writing um, and I've always done it kind of personally. And I'm, I'm not someone who keeps a journal, but I do like to write and to just kind of express myself in a little different, express myself in a little bit of a different <laughs> way. And I decided during this past lockdown that I would create a blog and, Love it. you know, even I didn't create it for the purpose of having all these followers and all these people read. It was more of just kind of giving me a hobby and an outlet to share and also reflect on some of the things that have been going on and um, something I can come back to and look. And it's been really fun. It's called Wonderfully Made. And we'll link that for you guys so you can go read it. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I do have a a post on there that kind of talks a little bit more about my COVID story and experience. Um, And I, 
it's based on Psalm 139 and it says he were beautifully and wonderfully made. And it's not just about how all of us are wonderfully made, but just how this whole earth is wonderfully made. And Mm. God has given us the opportunity to explore that. And I have just really enjoyed expressing myself a little bit on there and praising God through that outlet. And um, that book I just talked about, I just did a post and uh, a video just kind of reviewing that book. I highly suggest that for people to read. And it's just been so much fun being able to do that um, blog, that blog and some of the other things we've been able to do whenever things have been open. Um, I've done like yoga and I've done surfing because there's not a lot of surfing in Oklahoma. So Um, no, totally landlocked (laughs) and totally sad for water loving people like us. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, we have been able to get out and do some things and I've been able to go to Lisbon and to other parts of Portugal and it's just been really cool. And, um, that we still have had that opportunity to explore more of this beautiful country in the, in the season that we were allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, that is so good. Um, So as we're kind of wrapping up, do you have anything that, or that is just like really big takeaways that you want other people to maybe know or hear or in, that we haven't covered I know we've talked about some really good things and things that we didn't even know we were going to talk about yeah I would say if you are feeling like you could be doing more that's probably something that God has placed in your life so you have a gift or a talent that you're not real for sure how you can use that for the for the Lord's glory, talk to somebody at your church or in your small mm-hmm. group or with a friend and say, Hey, this is kind of what the Lord has gifted me in. And this is what I think, you know, maybe I could do to help. Or maybe you could say, I don't really know what I'm gifted in, but I would love to volunteer in different areas to find out what that is. And just starting the conversation, because I know there's been several times in my life that I don't feel like I'm gifted or I have, you know, the skills to be able to do what I do or to help others. But sometimes just starting those conversations with your family or those who you're close to, they see what the Lord is doing in your life and how Mm -hmm. the Lord has gifted you. So sometimes starting those questions. And so if you're at the point where you're like, I don't really know where I could help start those conversations because I promise you somebody does. Absolutely. And somebody sees that. And if you're somebody who knows what your gifts are, talk to somebody at your church or in your small group to see how you can help. And, you know, we, it says, I believe in James that life is but a vapor and, you know, we need to take every opportunity to serve the Lord on this earth while we can. And I would just encourage you that even as a missionary, I've had to reflect about what God's plan for me was for my ministry and we've had to switch it around and I've, you know, questioned my gifts and, but the Mm -hmm. Lord has always revealed how he wants to use our lives as a vessel for, to bring glory to him and to his kingdom. So I would just encourage you, if you feel like you could do more, that's awesome. I think that's the beginning Mm. you know if you're not feeling if you're like you know I think I'm good like that you know the beginning is just your attitude about it so I would say if that's you 
talk to somebody. Don't just, you know, let that settle. Like, find your direction. <laughs> Get out of your drudge. <laughs> drudge. I think yeah, we should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> coming to wonderfully made get out of your drudge <laughs> uh, done i think you should definitely coin that phrase. <laughs> i don't i is that the saying coin that phrase <laughs> make that yeah, yeah, phrase yeah. your own okay good <laughs> oh so good well nicole i just want to say like i love you i am so proud of you man this last year has been cool to see you really walk through such an isolating and difficult thing a thing that you did not expect to have to do. Um, you faced <laughs> um, changes and difficult times with such grace and um, <laughs> your trust in the Lord had, like it helped me grow in my trust in the Lord, <laughs> seeing oh that you are putting exactly what you said, action to what should have been stillness or um, how you're not wasting anything the Lord gives you. So I'm proud of you, friend, and I love you. And I can't wait for three months to be over with so I can hug your neck. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, I am. I am looking forward to coming home. Um, It's, you know, it's going to be hard to say goodbye to my friends and family here um, and the people the Lord has gifted me with. But um, I am excited to see um, you guys and my family. It's It's been a long two years and I'm, I'm excited to hug all of you guys and get some Chick-fil-A. Yes. <laughs> so good. I can't even imagine yes. life without Chick-fil-A. So <laughs> if nothing else, that has been the hardest part for you, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like Sunday every day. Oh, <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay, girl. Well, thanks for chatting with us and we'll put the yes. link to your, um, blog on our socials and things and um i can't wait for us to talk to you more when you're back in the states yes i'm so excited and um i just love you guys in this this um pod i almost said blog but it's also a blog but this podcast you guys are doing so many amazing things and i'm just so grateful that i have you guys in my life to just listen to this and feel be a part of it Awesome. Good. Well, we will talk to you soon, Nicole. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Ciao. All right, guys, that was so much fun. I hope that you will all go and look at her blog and just send her some love by following it. And until next time, we will see you later.